I'm excited today. We're going to be doing a standalone message, and the Lord has really been stirring me up, shaking me up, and really dealing with my heart even today as we're talking about a very vital, important, not topic, not theme, but an important tool in your tool belt that God has given you that he wants you to utilize every single day. And that tool is actually the person of the Holy Spirit. Y'all say Holy Spirit with me. Holy Spirit. And so we're going to be talking about the power. Uh, now I got some ears perked. All right. You want the power, but do you, do you want the Holy Spirit first? All right. Because you can't have the power aside from him. He's what brings the power for you to live for God day in and day out. All right. So we're going to be talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. If you got you a neighbor, looks like most everybody does today, tell them this. Say, hey, you need some H. S.P. Tell your other neighbor in case you got to. Say you need some H.S.P. Who has an idea of what H.S.P. is? There you go. Not E.S.P., not P.P.P., not W.W.P. You need some H.S.P., some Holy Spirit power working active in your life every single day. And the key to an abundant life for you and a key to an abundant family for you and a key to abundant joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, and self-control is the power that comes through the relationship of God through His Holy Spirit. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Because you and I are sinners that have fallen short. And guess what? The Holy Spirit makes you holy. He gives us power, but He sanctifies us. He, he purifies us. And i got to give all the credit goes to God from where I am in my life. God gets all the credit, all the glory. I wouldn't have the job that I have. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't live where I live. I'd probably be living in a different state. I, uh, I wouldn't be married to the most awesome woman on the planet. I wouldn't definitely be a pastor I say God gets the glory, but if it wasn't for the relationship that I have on a daily basis with the Holy Spirit, none of those things would be. Because He's the one that speaks truth to me. He's the one that leads and guides my life. And so you need to see and recognize that you need the, the relationship of the Holy Spirit. Now, you, do you pray to God? Yes. Do you talk to Jesus? Yes. But those two things are actually in heaven. God's in heaven. Jesus is in heaven. And the Holy Spirit God has given to you here on earth <laughs> to what? To help you and to motivate you and to, to guide you. I heard somebody real wise once say, a, a man without the Spirit of God is a dead man walking. Ian was a dead man walking. Before God wrecked his heart. And then God gave me the Holy Spirit to help me. And I want to say it's kind of funny that I'm speaking on the power of the Holy Spirit today. Because I had a, a challenge this morning. Mm. Some of y'all have told already. But when I say without the Holy Spirit I want to be here. I don't mean that as a big vague concept. Today I literally would not be standing here preaching to you. If I didn't have the Holy Spirit working in my 
life. This morning, we were all getting ready in the bedroom, me and Jessica and baby Bodie just living it up and enjoying our extra hour of sleep. And Jessica goes into the living room where Xander was by himself playing. And guess what? The brand new 75-inch TV that we just bought less than two months ago was once again shattered. And uh, you want to talk about seeing red (laughs) and talk about being upset. But thank God for the Holy Spirit because the first word that came out of my mouth wasn't a four-letter word. Come on, somebody. Without the Holy Spirit, I would not be here preaching to you. Thank God I had prayer this morning. It was first Sunday, so we had prayer for me to get right before I could come and deliver the word to you today. And so what the enemy means for evil, God means for good. And I know TV is just a material thing, but it's something that the enemy, those little things, there's nothing too small that the enemy will use against us. Right? So I could have been a, a dead man walking without the Spirit of God. Xander could have been a dead man walking without the Spirit of God today. Praise God. So let's look at our foundational scripture as we kick this off. And so whenever you want to talk about the Holy Spirit, begin to learn about the Holy Spirit. You Generally, you start in Acts because that's when the Holy Spirit really comes alive. Right? It was after Jesus was crucified that he sent the Holy Spirit. So look what Jesus told the disciples. And this is after he's been crucified. He's appearing and reappearing to the disciples spontaneously. And he tells them this. He says, but you will receive, there's that word, right? Power. Say that with me. Power when the Holy Spirit, there he is, comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes comes. When I send them to you, you'll have power to go everywhere and do everything that I've called you to do. He never leaves us to forsake us. I believe the disciples probably felt left and a bit forsaken, right? And confused. This morning I felt a bit forsaken and confused. Why my brand new shiny TV? Hanging on a wall. I need to hang it on the wall this next time. Wisdom said I should have hung it last time. But he gives us the power to go and tell everyone. Look at that first point today. This is what I want you to see. And there's, we're going we're gonna to lay this out for you. We're pretty practical and simple today. But there's, there's five simple truths. I believe there's a characteristic of who God is in the Holy Spirit. And so the first thing I want to tell you today is, if you're taking notes, write this down. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to accomplish amazing things we can never do alone. Say alone. Right? He is our guaranteed victory. The Holy Spirit allows us to accomplish things you and I could never accomplish. And he allows us to accomplish things that you and I could never accomplish alone. We need help to do the things God has called us to do. You need help to raise your kids. You need help at work. You need help at school, right? You need help, and you don't need just help. You need power. You need power to go and do for God. Do you notice what Jesus said? You will receive power, and then I'm going to send you. Then you're going to go, it says, everywhere, and do amazing things. God wants you to go, and God wants you to do, and God wants you to speak 
But we can't do it by ourselves. You can try, but you'll be left feeling empty. You'll be left feeling discouraged and depressed, and you may be able to try that track for a while. But God wants to do something more. He wants to literally fill you and saturate you from the inside by by granting and giving you the same spirit that led Jesus. You remember what Jesus said? There's a part in here, in the Word of God, in the Bible, where Jesus said, you will do the same things that I did and greater. I still can't wrap my mind around that, but Jesus said it. And so you can't expect to do the same things God did without the Holy Spirit, and you sure can't expect to do greater things without the same Spirit. The Spirit of God. God has places for you to go in specific things for you to do. And the Holy Spirit is our guaranteed victory. Now that victory does not always manifest externally. <laughs> it eventually does. But sometimes, based on what it is, it takes time. But you can have that guaranteed instantaneous victory in here where it's set in your soul that says it's set God I heard you say and you'll instantly begin to feel better and have hope and have faith because the Holy Spirit's our guaranteed victory look look at 2 Corinthians 1 21 through 22 what it says. It says, it is God who enables us along with you to stand firm in Christ. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing what? The Holy Spirit and where? In our hearts. And get this, as the first installment, some translations say payment, as the first installment payment that what? Guarantees everything he has promised us. The Holy Spirit is that first payment that Jesus deposited into your spiritual bank account when he said, amen, it's finished on the cross. He sent his spirit to guarantee everything that he's promised us. And if you read God's word, it says, all his promises in Christ Jesus are yes, and can I get an Amen. Yes and amen. And if I fail to see that, it's not because God is not good. It's not that God is all-powerful. It's that I'm not living in faith. And I'm probably not walking in a relationship, in an ongoing text message thread, in an ongoing relationship conversation with the Holy Spirit every day. Because God has guaranteed that victory forever for you and for me. What if I told you? That no matter what life had to throw at you, no matter what was said to you, you could have a guaranteed victory. Now, if you like football, most everybody's team lost yesterday. But what if I told you no matter what, Alabama's going to line up and they're going to win every single game. There'd be a lot of rich gamblers in the world, which is not good. They got to line up and play the game, right? You and I still have to line up and play the game. But I can guarantee if you allow the Holy Spirit to fill your mouth, 
before you speak and fill your mind when the thoughts creep in and ask God to fill your heart for better revelation and clarity on the situation, you can have guaranteed victory. You'll never say something and regret it. You'll never do something for God and wish you hadn't done it. No, you'll do something for God and say, I want more. I want some more of this. I want some more of this power, patience, kindness, goodness, love, self-control. Give me some more. And as you live in victory, he gives you more victories. He compounds victories. Come on, somebody. He compounds them. You're addicted to alcohol, and now you're not. And so he didn't just stop there. Now he made you a good man or a good woman or a good husband or a good father. He didn't stop there. Now you're a good employee. Now you're a good church member, right? And he doesn't stop there. He continues to compound victory upon compound victory because he guarantees that victory through the Spirit of God. I want to look at that next point. So God, through the Holy Spirit, gives us the power to accomplish things we cannot do alone. So playing off that word alone, you got to see that the Holy Spirit is your helper. God sent the Holy Spirit to help you. And you got you to get this. you got to get this. The Holy Spirit is for you. He's not against you. Hey, and he's not weird. I feel like us as adults, there's even churches, there's, there's this controversy around the Holy Spirit, right? You better believe there's a controversy about something in the Word of God. There's probably some power there. There's probably some truth there. There's nothing that has divided more churches on this great planet we live on than the topic of the Holy Spirit. And so if you bought that lie that the Holy Spirit just, he's not weird. He's for you. He's a helper. He loves you, right? And so God sent him to lead us and to guide us and to help us. And here's the thing. You and I, we all have a lot of needs. (laughs) If I asked you to go ahead and give me a list of some needs that you needed, you'd probably fill that paper up. And if you're filling a paper up, filling up for me, I, I need a brand new 75-inch Roku Smart 4K TV. That's just the tip of the iceberg. But isn't it funny how we can make a list of all of our needs, and we can look at that list and probably doubt God for every single one of them. And at the same time, look at your list and be like, oh, God can do that for you. Oh, God can do that for you. God sent a helper because he sees your needs. He sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, to guarantee your victory for all those needs. And he's he's for you. You got to get this, that he's for you. Because who's ever heard that, that still small voice of God, the Holy Spirit? Don't be shy. He's not weird. He'll speak to you while you're watching a movie. He'll speak to you while you're doing work. He'll speak to you in all sorts of ways. It's this, this, this truth inside of you that you know, that you know, that you know is, is God speaking to you, dealing with your heart, right? And this is why you got to see that he's for you. Because whenever we hear that voice, whenever we have that prompt, you and I always have a decision to make. He said, don't do that. And my flesh will say, 
God's against me. <laughs> God's stopping me. I'm trying to get there faster. I'm trying to get there faster, God. I got ideas, God. And so when God speaks, you got to see that he's for you. He's, he's there to help you in every single circumstance. Any parents in the house? you got to speak truth to your kids, right? Even when it's hard. But you have a bigger picture. You're not telling them no just to say no. Why are you telling them no or telling them yes or telling them not now or telling them we can't do that quite yet? You're, you're saying no because you're trying to help them and protect them. Why? Because you love them. God loves you. And so when you hear that, don't get mad at God. Hear that as, God, I hear you and I see that you're for me. You see something I don't see. And so I'm going to listen and I'm going to obey. I'm going to listen, I'm going to do, I'm going to listen, and I'm going to go because I see and I know that you're for me. And if you don't do that, mm, the enemy is cunning. What does he do? He tries to come in. Say, well, so-and-so, man, they got, they got blessed way quicker than you did. They took a couple shortcuts, remember? Remember they were telling you how they, they figured it out and you have a choice to make. And that moment, if you don't tell yourself, no, I heard God say, and God is for me, you'll shortchange the blessing of God in your life. And you may be off on the wrong path, going the wrong place, wrong direction, and you don't even know it. And so you got to see that God is for you. Look at John 14, 25 through 27. It says, all this I have spoken while still with you, but there it is, the advocate. If you study that word out, advocate, it, it generally means helper, somebody who helps you, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The Holy Spirit is a helper because the Holy Spirit, according to John 14, is because he's a teacher. You and I need to be taught. We need to be taught the ways of God. We need to be taught the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher. When I got born again, I didn't ask the Holy Spirit into my life for a while. And I kept, I kept reading my Bible every single day in Teen Challenge. I kept reading it and reading it and reading it. And it, it kind of made sense, but I was looking at it not with spiritual eyes. I was looking at it, reading it like a regular book. You know this ain't a regular book. And we had a pastor come, and he, he preached and teached on the Holy Spirit. And at the end, he gave an altar call, and he said, If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, I want you to come up here. And I received the Holy Spirit that day, praise God. And every day since that day, I opened this up, and his word came alive. It began to make sense to me. Why? Because I needed the Holy Spirit to teach me. And so guess what I do every single day before I read the word of God? My prayer is, Holy Spirit. Teach me. Holy Spirit, help me. And every single time, guess what? He does. He's faithful. And I'm not saying I know every single answer to every single question that's in here. But he still teaches me. And guess what? I don't stop there. Some of you need to get past the Holy Spirit being a weird thing. You need to ask the Holy Spirit for help. 
while you're at work. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you truth on your way to work. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you as you're taking a shower and dealing with those thoughts, dealing with those tests, dealing with those trials. Because that's my prayer about 100 times a day. Holy Spirit, help me not spank Xander to death for breaking my TV. Help me not to, to strangle my baby boy. Right? Guess what? Xander's still with us today. And the Holy Spirit showed up. Jessica spanked him for me because she knew how mad I was going to be. Because she saw it the first time when he broke the first TV. And when you ask the Holy Spirit for help... It says that he's an advocate, he's a helper. It's his character, it's who he is. He cannot not help you. But as we're going to see today also, he's a gentleman. You have to invite him in. He doesn't come unannounced. He might through somebody else who's operating in the gifts and the relationship. But I don't know about you, but I won't rely on somebody else to come help me. If you're in trouble and you call 911, they might say, okay, we'll be there in 40 minutes. Well, I need you here now. You need the Holy Spirit to help you now. Somebody say now. And you got to invite him. And the cool thing is, all you got to do is ask him and he comes. Right? Look at that next point. So you got to see that, that the Holy Spirit is a helper and he is for you. The next thing you got to see is the Holy Spirit is equal with God. He is all-powerful. And this is the confusing part. Even us as adults can mess this up, right? Because there's a trinity, right? There's three, but the three are one, right? Three and three and three and three don't make one. It makes six, right? So but you, we, we have God the, and we have God the, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And you got to know that, that all three are equally powerful and in total agreement on every single thing concerning the kingdom of God, the children of God, the truth of God, the word of God. They're all in total agreement, and they're all equally powerful. I want to uh, read scripture with you. Look at Genesis 1, 1 through 3, the first three verses in the Bible. Y'all agree God's all powerful? Right? Well, look at this. Look at, look at verse 1, uh, Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. The darkness covered the deep waters. And what? The Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then, somebody say then. Then God said, let there be light. And then there was. In the beginning, the Holy Spirit was there. In the beginning, the Holy Spirit was working. Hey, and this is just, just a little nugget that the Holy Spirit impressed upon me. I'm not saying it's 100% truth. I just, I'm just going to lay it out there and you pray about it and, and think about it. Because as I read that this week, I never noticed that. I've always known that the Holy Spirit was there. But if you notice there in verse 3, after it talks about the Holy Spirit, it says, Then God said, Then God said, Let there be light. So I'm going to put this out there. Maybe it was the Holy Spirit, come on somebody, that spoke to God to say, Hey, let's do this thing. Not saying that's 100% true, but maybe it is. All I know is they're 100% both in total power and 100% in total agreement on the things concerning the kingdom of God. you got to know the Holy Spirit is all-powerful. 
Just as the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters, He wants to move over you. And if you can agree and say, Pastor Ian, I see that the Holy Spirit's good, and He's a helper, and He's all-powerful. If you can see that, believe that, then you need to begin to see and believe that God can start fixing your mess. Because if He can create everything from nothing, why can't He restore your marriage? Why can't he set your nephew free from drugs, drugs and alcohol? Why can't he set your sons and daughters free from their addiction to pornography? Those are little things. Say little things. If he can create everything from nothing, he can fix the mess. He can fix the things. Right? He's all powerful. He's equal with God. Look at John 16, 13 through 15. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory, this is Jesus, by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are always 100% in total agreement. It's really kind of funny when you begin to read the Word of God, you see this play itself out. What does Jesus always do? He always glorifies the Father. And then what does the Holy Spirit always do? He always glorifies Jesus. <laughs> Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus, and Jesus glorifies the Father, and it all works together for good. They're all equally powerful, but they're all separate entities working together. For the good of those who love God. All powerful, right? Look at that next point. So the Holy Spirit is a helper. He's all powerful. And you got to see that the Holy Spirit's a gift. He was freely given for you. Freely given for your freedom, your sanctification, for your forgiveness. For the indwelling presence of God to dwell with inside of you to help you, lead you, and guide you. And what you got to see is He is all you need. He is the key to everything that you secretly desire. See, but we're, we're, we're chasing things in the world, looking for artificial gifts. I got this empty hole in my life, in, in my heart, in my mind, and I'm trying to fill it with all these things. And Only God can give that, that, that supernatural peace. And he gives that peace through the Holy Spirit. And he gives it because he's a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. And of, of that gift, he brings about other gifts, which is amazing. We're going to see here in a second. But isn't, isn't it, think of it like this. This is, this is kind of cool to think about. Uh, we got Christmas right around the corner, right? Hey, and, and uh, your pastor's birthday is in a couple weeks too. <laughs> so I like really cool shoes uh, and jackets and, and, and really fancy TVs. Y'all were getting ahead of me. I was going to, uh, don't worry, I was going to play it. Uh, so y'all got my birthday and Christmas to, to, to restore this TV in Jesus' name. And uh, I love you guys very much. But uh, isn't it amazing, right? So there is never on the face of the planet, I guarantee you, I promise you, I promise you, no person in this room has done this. At the end of Christmas morning, there's one present left under the tree. It's got your name on it, and it's just sitting there smiling all shiny, beautiful, because Aunt Teresa wrapped it. Right? She, she loves Christmas and she wrapped it. She put love into that wrapping and it's just staring at you. And all the other presents are open. There's wrappers everywhere, right? Are you going to sit there in your chair and be like, eh, 
you know what? I opened enough presents today. You know, I'm going to keep that present for next year. We're going to wrap it up with a Christmas tree. No, every single person is going to get up and go and wrap that gift to see what was given to them. Let me spiritualize this. Every single morning, God gives you a gift, an opportunity. A beautiful wrapped present, a gift. It's the relationship with God through His Son, through the Holy Spirit. And every day, He wants you to open that gift and say, Help me, Holy Spirit. I'm ready to do this. Living for the Holy Spirit looks a lot like a roller coaster sometimes. But I guarantee you, He'll get you to the finish line. It'll be more exciting. If you have a boring life, you need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He'll help you unborify that thing. Is borify a, a Holly Pond word? I don't know. <laughs> it is now. He will help you. Right? Look at Luke eleven thirteen. 13. So we're talking about gifts, right? It says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The Holy Spirit's a gift. We know how to give good gifts to our kids, right? So God says, even more so, I know how to give the perfect gift. And, and the Holy Spirit is that key for everything to unlock all those things that God wants to do in your life. We still need God. We still need Jesus, right? But the Holy Spirit's that key until he comes back. You, uh, you're not going to make it to heaven, you're not. You're not going to make it to heaven unless the Holy Spirit's leading your life. You can't be led to the place that was created by the Holy Spirit unless the Holy Spirit is your light on your footpath. You'll lead yourself right to hell. And if you want to be led by the spirit of flesh or the spirit of lust or the spirit of mammon or the spirit of the world or the spirit of government or the spirit of man, you fill in the blank. The spirit of Netflix, the spirit of Nintendo or I mean PlayStation 17, whatever we're on. You're not going to find your way to heaven being led by those things. Right? He's a gift that he gives us. So look at that. Look at that next point. No, no, excuse me. Let's backtrack. Let's go to Galatians 5, 22 through 23. I got enough time to hit it real quick. So the Holy Spirit's a gift, and He produces more gifts. Look at this. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Highlight every single one of those attributes, characteristics, because you, you, tell your neighbor, and you, you too, need some more of these things. Right? The world needs more of these things. This is what is wrong with our world. Nobody is being led by the Spirit of God, loving others the way God has ordained us to love each other. Right? And it says there is no law against these things. You better believe that. And if you live your life that way, guess what? Not only will God be proud of you, but other people will actually like you. You don't have to keep trying to chase all these false followers on Instagram and all these fake likes and loves on Facebook. You can have some real followers, some real people fighting in your corner, come on somebody, some real people that actually don't just like you, that love and care about you. And we'll speak truth to you. Do it God's way. Stop trying to fill that affirmation from false idols. False idols that will chew you up and spit you out. You're the flavor of the month. 
to those people. You're never the flavor of the month of God. You're his favorite flavor. My favorite flavor of Kool-Aid is the purple kind. <laughs> purple drink. You're God's favorite flavor. He created you. Right? And he wants to give you more gifts on top of the gift of the Holy Spirit to what? To help us. To teach us. And to help us, what? Help and teach others. When you live your life that way, what happens? Not are you only grafted in and adopted in the kingdom of God, but you try and help bring other people to truth and other people to the love and truth of God. Look at that next point. I've already said this, but we're going to hit it. So the Holy Spirit is also a gentleman, and he must be invited. He will never go against your free will to say, you know what, I'm going to do it this way today. If you want to do it that way, you can. But if you can slow down, have the faith, have the belief and say, no, I'm going to do it your way, God, today. It may, I may get there longer. It may, I may have to take the long way today, but I'm going to do it your way. And if you invite him in, he'll give you the peace to see it through. Not just the peace. He'll give you the power. We're talking about power of the Holy Spirit, right? Some HSP to stay the course. But he's got to be invited. You got to say, Holy Spirit, help my mind. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to come and live in my heart. Holy Spirit, teach me, help me, guide me. Holy Spirit, let the first things that come out of my mouth when I get to my shift today and I'm working with Billy Bob and all he does is say the F word every other couple words, then I'm going to rely on you. And I'm going to walk in peace and power and joy and love and self-control. God, and I'm thankful for the gift that you give me. All you got to do is invite him. That's how you invite him. It's so simple and profound, but it's so simple. When you make that your prayer, when you make that your statement on the inside, he shows up. And he gives you supernatural abilities, confident, and power to go and do the things that he asks us to do. As we close, I want to read out of Acts. We started in Acts, and we're going to end in Acts today. We got one more quick wrap-up point. We got Miss Angel in here. You want to come up here? Thank you very much. <clears throat> and so look at this. We're in chapter 19, getting to towards the end of Acts here. If you read the book of Acts, you'll, you know the apostles run around doing all sorts of amazing things. How? Through the Holy Spirit power, right? But look, so we find Paul. He's traveling. And look at this, what it says. It says, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he then found several believers. Do we have any believers in the house? Praise God. We got any believers online? Give us a, a, a hands-up emoji if you're watching us online. He said he ran into several believers, but get this. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. They're believers, but they didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. He says, well, then what baptism did you experience? And they replied, well, the baptism of John. If you, if you know, John the Baptist was baptizing people, right? But he knew he wasn't the Messiah. He said, I've come to prepare the way for the one. Thank God Paul was on a mission. 
He wants to remedy that. Listen to what he says. He says, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who came later, meaning Jesus. And as soon as they heard this, they were then, somebody say then, baptized in the name of Jesus. And then Paul laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them, and then began to speak in other tongues, and they began to prophesy. These were professed believers, but they were all missing something. Paul seen and recognized that they were all missing the thing, the key, that they were going to need to follow Jesus. And not just follow Jesus, but to live and operate in the kingdom of God through the giftings and, and the talents that God had for them. Paul said, we got to remedy this. He, he, he began to pray over them and he baptized them in the name of the Holy Spirit. So look at that last point. Today, if you can believe, if you can say, Pastor Ian, I believe that the Holy Spirit is good, that he is for me, that he is equal with God, he is all-powerful, that he's a helper, and that he's a gentleman, and that he's a gift. If you can believe those things, God can give you unlimited, untapped resources. The Holy Spirit can begin to work in your life. Does anybody desire that? The Holy Spirit to work in your life. So I want to do something different as I close today. I was praying about this. Can we get the lights to dim down? I want to ask every single person to stand up. Stand up, stand up. I know we've been sitting, stretch it. I only went like five minutes long. That was supposed to be funny. Right now I'm not focused on time. I'm focused about your eternity. I love and care about you. And so I don't care if you're a leader in this church. I don't care if you're sitting back in that sound booth, if you lead worship, if you're an usher, if you are an associate pastor. I don't care. If you say, Pastor Ian, I believe in the Holy Spirit, but I've been running on empty. I need to be refilled. Or you may be on the other side. You say, you know what? I never, I never prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to come in my life and help me. Whatever boat you're in today, I, I, I don't care, and God doesn't care. He wants to remedy that situation just as Paul did, and I want to be a part of that. I want the Holy Spirit to, to take root in your life and, and catapult you to places and to answer prayers for you. And so if you're here today and you say, I believe, but I need the Holy Spirit to work, I want, I want you to come flood this altar right now. Don't be shy. Don't sit on your hands. Don't, you, better, you better get to the, the hem of Jesus' cloak like that woman that needed healing. If you need healing today, you better be up here. Praise God. And if, if you're fine staying there, that's fine. I want you to extend your hands this way. I want to thank all these people for coming up front. I want to lay hands on every single person, every child of God that has a need. Well, I know the need, the need remedy. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So, Father God, just as we read out of Acts 19, God, I thank you. I thank you. People are still coming. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Just as Paul asked for the Holy Spirit, we have believers here that believe in you and your son, and we believe in the Holy Spirit. So I pray that you would fill these children of God, that you would sanctify them, fill them with power that they've never known, a confidence that they've never known, a power and a peace, a, a favor and faith like he's never known in Jesus' name, faith like she's never known in Jesus' name, a confidence 
released into the full potential and giftings of God. Restoration in Jesus' name. The word of God to come alive, to speak truth. More faith and giftings to lead her family in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit. God, we want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. poured out, God, from the tips of our heads to the bottom of our toes to help us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, and to fill us. We believe it, God, and we receive it. Now let us activate it through our faith. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see and be a lamp unto our feet as you guide our paths. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Somebody say, amen, amen. Y'all may take your seats. Thank you so much. So awesome. So awesome. Last thing I want to do is how we normally close. Man, God is so good, ain't he? God is so good. I, I feel like there's somebody here that wants to commit their life to Christ today. And so if you're here today and you've heard everything I've had to say, maybe you're skeptical, but you know Jesus as the Son of God. You say, I can't argue with that. Well, then we can agree. And I, and, and I can agree that Jesus paid the price for your redemption. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor Ian, I want to make that my decision. I want to make Jesus Christ my personal Lord and Savior. I want to ask you to do something. I just want you to raise your hand up real high. Real high, not for me, but for God to see. You say, God, I want to be right with you. Praise God, their hand's going up. Hand's going up. Don't be shy. If God's dealing with your heart, man, the least you can do is raise a hand. He went to a cross to die for you. Praise God. So I want to lead us all in a prayer. Thank you for those hands. You may put them down. So it's going to go like this. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We trust you, and we believe in you. We confess that Jesus is Lord of my life. Please send your Holy Spirit to help my life and to call me home. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Awesome. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I came to church today. I'm not so bitter about my TV no more. <laughs> well, I love you guys very much. Okay, y'all are dismissed. If you love church, come back and see us next week. Bring somebody with you. <laughs>